0: prep takes in football this is what the baltimore sports report does i'm tk joined again by andrew holly holly how we doing man we are here on thursday the nfl season kicks off today what a time it's pretty amazing man i've got the the game on
1: here in the background while we talk a little ravens football i mean it's it's you know 2020 has sucked in so many ways but you gotta, you gotta appreciate the small joys, and NFL opening weekend is one of those small joys. So, so uh, I think we all need to celebrate it and have some fun. It's the
0: opening weekend, baby. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I was pretty pessimistic about the season a few months ago. Uh, just being up, up here in New York City, you know, things weren't looking great. But you know, I, I read something today that said there's only been one positive test and in the past week or, or so in the NFL. So that's a really good sign. It seems like, uh, you know, the season is going to be able to get started without any major hiccups. So um, great, great to see that. And, uh, you know, going to be a very weird scene with no fans in most of the stadiums. I think some teams like the Chiefs are allowing fans. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be a weird, weird start to the season. But, you know, we're, we're just glad that the season is starting Um, we have a lot of news and notes to catch up on, like the roster cutdowns. Um, we want to talk about the game against the Browns week one that is approaching on Sunday, and then we're going to look forward and get our season prediction in here What the Ravens record is going to be. So we got a lot to cover. Let's jump right into it. Roster cutdown happened last week, Holly. Um, we were, we were talking about it just before we started recording pretty, uh, pretty chalk, no huge surprises. I mean, wh- what do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think
0: overall I think the biggest surprise is just the, you know, the the the
1: the ending of the streak, you know, no mm-hmm. none of the undrafted free agents made the Ravens roster, but as we talked about last week, it was going to be a pretty uphill battle especially without the games, you know, not having the uh The preseason games for someone to really pop against another team, you know that it's going to be especially hard for those guys to make the 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 final roster, you know. And and I think uh, we pretty much called it. I mean, it 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 went as you said; it was pretty
0: chalk. Yeah. Um. No. No undrafted free agents. Um. You know, it was pretty much just guys who were on the team last year, the draft picks, and. Uh, free agent signings and and guys that we traded for, so I mean nothing out of the ordinary there. The only thing actually that I just thought of is uh, only two tight ends made the roster plus. Yeah, good cards. point. Is that, that is, is that a surprise?
1: Uh, maybe a little bit. I think you know once once the that kid Breland, I think when he ended up you know going on IR for the rest of the year and then. You know, there weren't any games to to try to flesh out the position with some of those younger guys like Wolf. Um, you know, it, it sort of makes sense that they didn't go with three tight ends, I guess. You know, I mean, I, you know, we kind of talked about this in in previous podcasts. I mean, everybody kept freaking out. Oh, my God, what are they going to do about the third tight end? What are they going to do about the third tight end? When have we ever cared about the third tight end like a number one wide receiver? I mean, let's be real. It's the third tight end. But now, with that said, I, of course, understand the the innovative use of the position last year, having Hurst and Boyle. You know, but if we're able to take advantage of of Boyle, who really has played quite well, there's no reason why he can't be a number two tight end. And, you know, use the blocking skills of Ricard when we want a three tight end setup, we just got the fullback in. Um, You know, there's nothing wrong with that. We also have to evolve as an offense. Uh We drafted some of these wide receivers because we we want our team to be able to better throw the ball down the field. You know, I mean, Lamar, Lamar's is not going to progress if all we ever do is throw the tight end. So I'm OK. with That's it. a really I mean, good it point. It was a little bit of a surprise, but, you know, if, if we're going to play some of these wide receivers more then yeah, that third tight end isn't going to be as, as, as important.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point about, you know, Lamar evolving. I mean, maybe you don't need to use those kind of sets anymore. But, uh, you know, the the way I was thinking about it is if the third tight end is really the main concern when you're constructing your roster, that means the rest of the roster is pretty good. Heck yeah. Um, this, this Ravens roster, I mean, each position is... Pretty solid. I mean, there's no real holes if you look at you know the starting. Yeah, I mean
1: that that certainly can change with mm-hmm. any any injury.
0: But yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean it's it's a really good, you know that that's a good problem to have when you're talking about your third tight end. Yeah. Um. I I do agree that you know with trading away Hayden Hurst and bringing in the the oh, wideouts in the draft Prochet and Duvernay. Uh, probably leads makes me think that there's going to be a little bit less tight end use uh, in the passing game you know other than Mark Andrews I mean he's a beast but like we're not going to be as reliant on on that part so you know there's going to be a lot more activity with wide receivers which I think um, you know just shows for the progression for Lamar as well so I think that's a great point that you made about Lamar's progression and how that also dictates your roster construction.
1: You know, and there's there's something we said, too, just for the natural, and I know I mentioned this sort of before, but that natural evolution of Lamar to not just for throwing the ball downfield and stuff, but blocking schemes and, and understanding rolling out in the pocket just that little bit better than he might have before. You know, those little things that guys start to learn as they become veteran quarterbacks that, hey, you know what? Part of the reason we had three tight ends was that we kind of wanted that extra blocker in there. But the way Lamar's moving, we probably don't need that. Now let's get him another wide receiver. You know, so, I mean, there's, there may be something to be said for that. I, I don't claim to be some, you know, offensive guru by, by any stretch. Definitely, you know, there there's that evolution that is bound to happen. Everybody wants Lamar, as I said before, to, you know, be that guy throwing the ball downfield. Well, then we better put another wide receiver on the field instead of another tight end.
0: <clears throat> yep, yeah, for sure. And then, you know, obviously the next piece that we got to look at is the practice squad again. I mean, it's it's a very talented practice squad. There's a lot of really good players on there. Um I was happy to see uh, the quarterback, Tyler Huntley, come back and the safety, Nigel Warrior. Um, I think those are both guys who maybe not this year, but in in the future could could definitely be on the 53 man roster. I think Warrior has a has a chance to contribute this year. um, You know, you know, some injuries might happen. So uh, really good practice squad that we have put together and we were just discussing uh, before recording, the protection of four practice squad players. Uh, this is an teams.
1: interesting addition to the, to the rules this
0: year. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. So, So the practice squads across the league are four guys bigger, but each team gets to protect four guys each week that other teams aren't allowed to sign. Um, So I think that's going to be a really interesting subplot to this season as to who do the Ravens protect each week and what does that kind of say about their strategy for the week? What does it say about how they're monitoring uh, other teams injury situations and things like that? So I I think that's going to be really interesting to keep an eye on who they protect Um, for week one. The four protected players are Aaron Adoye, um, Tristan Colon Castillo Will Holden, and uh, Nick Moore. And the interesting one to me was Nick Moore because he's a long snapper. And, you know, w- when we think about long snapper, we have the Wolf Pack and Morgan Cox, But, you know, that is such a specialized role on the team that it becomes very hard to replace on on the spot. So having another long snapper that you trust that has worked with... Uh, Sam Cook and Justin Tucker in training camp. All of a sudden, he becomes a very valuable piece of the puzzle here, and I, I wonder if he'll be protected every single week. I
1: I think he probably will be. I mean, it, it would seem to me. We we all know that Harbaugh is Mr. Special Team. Uh, part of that's part of what I think has made him a fantastic head coach, but. You know, it's little things like this that I think come out of him being a special teams coach, that extra st- strategy, you know, that that sometimes guys do. And and this just screams of that, as you brought mm-hmm. up, I mean, and it's brilliant. I mean, because as you said, all it takes is, you know, God forbid, but Morgan Cox to blow his hammy and be out for several games and the Ravens lose a bunch of close games because the snappers not doing the job. Um, I mean, that can kill a season. I mean, that's like when a kicker goes down or, or anything. I mean, I almost want to see them, as I say that, go go find a kicker. Maybe we can rehabilitate Cardi Vedvik and, uh, you know, get another <laughs> draft pick for him somewhere down the line. But, uh, you know, I it, it's a smart thing to, to I think, Choose that, you know, it's also you look at some of the other players. I mean, your boy, Colon Castillo, you know, um, they obviously think highly of him Mm -hmm. with as much depth on the offensive line as they have. Well, really, both linemen, really, if they're going to protect them, that sure must mean something there, too.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, this is something that I'm going to keep tabs on all season. I think I'd like to mention the four guys uh, each week. I think they have to be announced on uh the Monday right after the game. So, um yeah, I'm I'm really interested to see, you know, how this goes forward and and which guys and and if we can start to discern some sort of great game strategy based on which guys get protected. I'm uh, really interested to see how that, how this pans out, but um, yeah, I mean, I I guess I don't really have much else to say about the roster other than, you know, it still looks like right guard is a little bit up in the air as to who is going to start there. Um, You know, we thought it was going to be Fluker, but uh, you know, now with Tyree Phillips seems to have made a charge to get that spot, but now he's out um, for the past couple days. So that's not a great sign for his status for week one. And, uh, maybe, maybe that can, that can segue into our preview for week one. Um, and we'll start with the Ravens offense and maybe let's talk about a couple things that we find to be keys against the Browns, uh, to make sure that the Ravens get a W in week one. Well, I think,
1: you know, the the big thing for everyone here Both Ravens fans and the Ravens Themselves, especially without Having any preseason games Everybody needs to Take a breath, remind themselves This is a new season And start from square one And, and attack You know, so, I mean, the, the key is Obviously going to be the ground game It starts there I expect to see a, a pretty big Dose of the ground game And, and Then from there, I think they may light it up depending on how well, you know, the game progresses. I, I, you know, look, the, the Browns flat out whooped us one game last year. So we can't, we can't overlook this game as much as I like to say, if it's Brown flush it down. And I truly mean that, you know, they are just a Jekyll and Hyde team. You never know when the Browns are going to actually come to play, but you know, certainly normally they, they come to crap the bed, but you know, they can show up. So, I mean, at least if the Ravens come out, play their game and play steady, I I think that that is going to be the key.
0: Yeah. Like you said, running the ball, um, the Browns front four is their strength. Um, you know, they have obviously Miles Garrett, who we didn't see the second time that we played the Browns last year. They have, Olivier Vernon, Larry Ogan Joby. They're talented up front for sure. Um, the Ravens really need to control the line of scrimmage and establish, you know, Lamar on the ground because I I just get the feeling that this is gonna be a close game uh because division games always seem to be close games. Whether it's, also it's week scoring, one, week one yeah.
1: without preseason games. It could be an ugly yeah. football game.
0: Yeah, yeah, it definitely could be. The thing that I wanted to mention, though, is the, the Browns' secondary is really depleted. You know, outside of Denzel Ward, um, who's, a, who's a good corner, I expect him to be on Hollywood for most of the game. Uh, Greedy Williams is injured. You know, they're, they're up-and-coming corner. Uh, he's injured. He may not play. Grant Delpit, their second-round pick, who was expected to start at free safety for them this year, he's out for the year. Um, so they're they're behind the eight ball in the secondary already. Um, it, it could it could be a spot for Lamar to be able to test out some of these new weapons that. Well, you're right in. about
1: that. You know, I take everything back. Then we may end
0: up be seeing the Miami game from last
1: year. Is what you're trying to tell me?
0: It it's possible. I I do think it's possible. I I. This is a spot where, where, you know, maybe outside of Denzel Ward, the rest of the Browns' secondary is um, – I'll just say they're probably not the best one that we're going to see this year. Um, sure. Even at their linebacker position, uh, their starting middle linebacker is supposed to be Mac Wilson, uh, the second-year guy. He's out. out Bama, but he's going to be out. So, actually, it looks like Jacob Phillips is going to start, and he – has a connection to the Ravens because he is an LSU guy and played a lot right next to Patrick Queen. So another quality player he was taken a little bit later on, but, you know, it, it's going to be his first career start as well, you know, just like it's going to be for Patrick Queen. So, you know, do they attack him a little bit and see how, how well he holds up against a guy like Matt, Mark Andrews? Uh, because if they want to match up Phillips with Andrews, uh, and try to give their you know, backup safeties a break uh, could be another spot for the Ravens to uh, exploit as well. Um, the other point that I wanted to make is, is, you know, we mentioned the only two wide receivers or I'm sorry, only the two tight ends on the roster. And that means Patrick Ricard is going to get some time at tight end. And I want, and I'm, I'm excited to see, how he looks, you know, most of his looks last year were in the backfield in which he got to attack going into, uh, you know, the point of attack. You know what I'm saying? He got to go downhill a little bit. I'm interested to see how he how he looks, you know, being on the offensive line. And I do think that his experience on the defensive line is going to help just because he's, you know, already used to generating force and power uh, from that, you know, hand in the dirt position. So, I mean, maybe that's me looking too much into it, but I I am excited to see what Ricard can do uh, in some of the more traditional tight end sets.
1: Well, I mean, his evolution is going to be fun to watch. I mean, we're talking about Lamar's evolution, but, you know, they're even to a lesser degree, obviously. But, uh, you know, Patrick Ricard has been quite a find for the Ravens. You know, I mean, between you know, playing both sides of the ball, making the pro ball as a fullback, you know, I mean, he's been tremendous. His new contract was well-deserved. I, you know, he, the sky's the limit right now for project fat, you know, and uh, we'll just have to see how good his hands are. I mean, as you said, he was fun to watch with the ball. I mean, running downhill just running over people. I mean, Mm -hmm. that was, you know, I don't know that we want him to necessarily be a go-to guy, but, in those situations where it happens, I think that's always going to be a, a fun thing. I'd certainly rather see that than the patented Chris Moore end around. Um, but, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I, I but it's interesting. I And I think he's going to he's certainly going to evolve. I mean, and then you also have to just look at Nick Boyle. How well does he evolve? As, now, let's face it, compared to a lot of other teams, he was a number two tight end last year, you know, rather than a number three tight end. But, and actually he probably, you know, I, I don't know, looking at snap count, he might have actually played just as much as the other two tight ends. But, you know, I guess the point of what I'm saying is, you know, he, he still needs to grow and, you know, really continue to improve his receiving skills, his route running and same with Mark Andrews. I mean, these are all still very young players. I mean, mm-hmm. that's the exciting thing. I mean, this is Mark Andrews third year. I mean, that's nuts. And we already think he's the best tight end. Well, I mean, of course we're saying this with purple colored glasses, but that he's the best tight end in the NFL. So I don't know, man, it's, it's uh, there's a lot of, as much as we think of some of these players, you know, like, oh, they're, it's hard to make this team, but we're not just deep with vets. We're deep with young vets that all, all can grow together and, maybe do something really special over the next few years.
0: Yeah, definitely. The potential is all there. You know, we have, you know, the tackles, you know, and Ronnie Stanley versus Miles Garrett is going to be very fun to watch as it always is. Absolutely. Um, Orlando Brown Jr. on the other side. I mean, I I expect him to go to work. Um, You know, he's going to be in a big spot as he's next to a new right guard. And, uh, you know, we still don't know exactly who's going to start at center. So, yeah, I, I, I think they're all good options. Yeah. We just don't know who it's going to be. So you know, last year we tried to guess who was going to start at left guard, um, and we got it—you know—very wrong. Massively wrong.
1: We couldn't have been more wrong.
0: But let's try it again at, at right guard. Let me let me see what you what what your thoughts are here. I think I'm going to say, if
1: healthy, that Tyree Phillips is our right guard.
0: Okay. I, um for me, it kind of depends on the health of Matt Skura, because if he's ready to go, he's going to start at center, and I think it's going to be McCarry at right guard. But oh. if Skura's not ready to go, it's going to be McCarry at center. And um. wow, can I just cut in
1: real quick and sure. a new COVID look for Andy Reid? Let me just talk about this. So I, I have, as I mentioned before, I have the game on. And Andy Reid has this massive face shield that goes over his ball cap. It's pretty amazing. Let oh me man, just I gotta, yeah, I got to catch it. I'm not in the
0: TV. Okay, I gotta catch that. Um, but anyway, the, so
1: for those that's listening to this, you know, be be sure to look at the highlights. It's a big <laughs> big uh big clear plastic like shield that goes in front of Andy Reid as he walks around. Anyway. Yeah. Um and, and mind you, everyone, wear masks and be safe. Don't don't take that as uh anti mask uh message there. Yeah, who are you? Your cousins? Anyway.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Um yeah, my guess is McCary. Um, and, you know, after saying that, of course, it's going to be either Powers, Bredesen, or D.J. Kruger. Oh, and yeah. uh, D.J. Kruger you know. is <laughs> a
1: lot. He's a lot to be a Pro Bowl right guard right now.
0: Um, <laughs> so, uh, D.J., if you're listening, you're welcome. Um, Tyree you know, Phillips was I... sorry we just killed your career like we did Ben Powers <laughs> last year. Well... Never know. Powers could pop up this year, too. Um Yeah. Are you ready to flip it over to the defense? I think the offense, yes, I think, absolutely. is, is going to hum. I, I mean, I'm not too concerned. You know, the scrimmage, I guess they started slow, but, you know, I'm taking that with a couple grains of salt, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and I guess I that's think why I, I
1: think we're going to probably end up, you know, on offense. Just go with what we normally do, run the football, and then it's going to progress to, okay, we felt these guys out, let's attack.
0: Because mm-hmm. if you remember, even in the preseason last year, the offense wasn't, like, lighting it up, and then, you know, they walk into Miami and, you know, did what they did with putting, like, 100 points on the board. Mm-hmm. So, you know, same thing could happen here. Um, you know, the defense, I guess there's a few more question marks for me. Uh, what do you think about the defense and, you know, what, what are some of the things that you have in mind that they need to do here? Well, certainly, you know, I, I'm interested to see that front seven. I, I mm-hmm. you know, I, I want to
1: see it attack. I want to see that pass rush. I want to see Calais Campbell go get the quarterback. I want to see Derek Wolf. I want to see the difference that having that pressure makes because, I could change everything for this team. And this was the team that was 14 and two. So I, I, you know, that's huge. The front seven as a whole, obviously Patrick Queen, you know, and, and when he's on the field, we Harrison, Um, mm-hmm. you know, those players are going to be so huge for that front seven. So, you know, all the, you know, all of the question marks that we've talked about for that front seven, I'm interested in. And then of course the, the the big spotlight right now that is on Deshaun Elliott, uh, that that can't be discussed enough.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think my focus is going to be on that front as well because the same thing that the Browns did running the ball in the first game last year with their outside runs, their outside zone, is the same thing that the 49ers did to us and it's the same thing that the Titans did to us. And those were probably... Uh, yeah, at least the, the Titans game and the, the first Browns game were where our defense defense looked the, I guess, weakest. You know, they just, we ended up winning that game uh, against the 49ers. But can this newly built or rebuilt front seven with the guys that you mentioned, you know, how do they hold on uh, and, and set that edge and not let, you know, guys like Nick Chubb mm-hmm. and Kareem Hunt get outside off tackle? You know, the, the Browns have two brand-new tackles. They, they drafted Jedrick Wills out of Alabama uh, early on, and then they brought in Jack Conklin, who was on that Titans team that gave us a really tough time in the playoffs. So, you know, they got two, two solid players out there. It, it's going to be a real test uh, for, for guys like Wolf and Campbell and even Jalen Ferguson setting the, setting the edge. Uh, I think he and Matthew Judon are going to be paramount to stopping that run game. Uh, and, and like you said, getting some pressure up the middle with guys like Campbell. And I think Pernell McPhee is going to slide inside a little bit on passing downs. Can he get some interior pressure and get in uh, Baker Mayfield's face? Uh, I think that that front is going to have to have a really big day to, to disrupt the, the Browns offense.
1: And, you know, you brought up an interesting name there with, with Pernell McPhee. Because think about, I mean, granted, he only played you know, whatever it was, five or six games last year before he got hurt. But, you know, you think about how good he was, however, mm-hmm. you know, it, and, and, you know, maybe it was, maybe it's recency bias as we look at those. Maybe we're looking at it through purple colored glasses, but he performed a whole lot better than I expected him to perform last year. So you, you get a player, he can at least be just the player he was last year, with adding that additional support for him like a Calais Campbell, like a Derek Wolf, where he doesn't have to be the main pass rushing force outside of Judon, I mean, that just makes him better too. I mean, and obviously everybody else on the field, but I think that's a, that's a player who could really benefit from having
0: these other players
1: that we've been able to add.
0: Yeah, definitely, and if you remember, you know, we came into the season, Pernell McPhee, we were like, all right, he's going to get 15, 20 snaps a game, he's going to rush the passer, and and that's about it, and then he went out and was playing, like, 50, 60 snaps a game because Mm -hmm. of injuries, and he was still producing at a high level, you know, if we actually can keep him in in that 20 snaps a game role, you know, those 20 snaps could be really key, uh, you know, on, on some third downs, hopefully, a lot of third and longs, where, where. We're looking at long dropbacks for for Mayfield, where Pernell McPhee can really make his presence felt. I think he's a guy to keep an eye on. You know, There's there's a lot of new pieces coming in, but Pernell McPhee was was really productive when he played, like you said, last year. And I completely agree with you. He was even better than I thought he was going to be. Um, if, if he can get back into that 20, 15, 20 snaps a game role instead of having to be out there for 40, 50 snaps, Uh, I, I think that, you know, he'll be really productive again, whether it's sacks or whether it's just hurries and hits. Well, you know
1: what? Some players are just better in that limited role. I think that's always been where he has shined, at least for the Ravens, is when he's in that rotational, I don't want to say super sub, but certainly rotational, I guess, is the best way to put it where they're almost creating packages for McPhee where he can come in and do damage in the way he's able to. Um,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And I certainly, I certainly trust Frank Martindale to do exactly that. uh, And then some with this defense. I mean, you think about all the guys, including McPhee that they pulled off the street last year that somehow became productive players. I mean, that just still blows my mind.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, and you know, the, the I talked about some of the guys that the Browns added. They also added Austin Hooper to their tight end group. Um, I think that's going to be a really interesting matchup, you know, depending on how the Ravens attempt to defend it, because they seem to have a couple options. You know, Patrick Queen is, you know, very good in coverage. You know, that was one of his major strengths coming into the draft, you know, his athleticism. Uh, they also have been working Jimmy Smith, on Mark Andrews in, in practice and in training camp along the way, and, and he, by all accounts, has looked really good in that type of role. They have a guy like LJ Ford, Anthony Levine, so they have a lot of guys that they can throw at, you know, Austin Hooper, David Njoku, uh, Harrison Bryant. So, you know, that it, it, a lot of teams might struggle to match up against guys like that, but I feel pretty comfortable in what the Ravens have to throw out there. Do you have any concerns about Patrick Queen and the Browns trying to get after him a little bit, especially with uh, the new head coach and play caller Stefanski?
1: I mean, he's definitely
0: where they're going to go. Either, either Queen.
1: I mean, well, it's right up the middle of the defense between Queen and and uh, and uh, Elliot. Elliot, thank you. Yeah. Um. You know they're. They're going to be the guys that are attacking being attacked throughout the game. So I think you, you hit the nail on the head in the sense that Baker Mayfield, he's going to be using the tight end on Sunday. I mean, he's going to be guys going over the middle, you know, and then from there, they're going to try to, I'm sure, open things up to their outside receivers as they always do. Like they're going to start attacking over the, over the middle and, and then over the deep middle. With their wide receivers, I think that's I think that's a, a great point.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I do expect some deep shots, um, especially when Elliott is, you know, in more of a deep coverage position because you know his strength is you know coming up and making a play. It'll be interesting to see if the Browns kind of test him to flip his hips, run back, and try to make a play on the ball. I'll, I'll, I'll be interested to see if they if they take a shot early and um you know really test him and, and see what his confidence is looking like i don't think he's lacking on confidence but i they i've seen a few quotes in which you know coaches and other players have re- referred to him as emotional so uh just hope that he can stay even keel early on and uh and you know be a good good piece yeah. of this defense a solid emotional is the defense.
1: isn't a bad thing but having a roller coaster of emotion throughout the game is another you know, yes. having, having the intestinal fortitude of me in an athletic situation probably is not what you want to have as your starting season. <laughs> so hopefully, you know, he he can back up some of his big talk. I mean, I, I really, and, and and really, I don't want to mean to say that like he's necessarily been this terribly brash guy, brash guy, at least that I've read. I know he certainly had some confidence. But I guess in a sense it's really been the organization at this point talking him up too about their excitement to see him get out there and play. And I I wanna be excited. I'm cautiously optimistic about it, but I don't know. It really it really does concern me a bit that we we, we appear to be putting all our eggs in the Deshaun Elliott basket. With look, I, I hope I'm as wrong about this as I was last year about, you know, left guard, but I don't know. I, I, I want to, I
0: want to believe, but I'm just going to have to
1: see it before I start believing it.
0: Yeah, I do believe, man. I, I've been high on Elliott since, since we drafted him and unfortunately he's, he's gotten injured, but I do really believe in his ability. Um, So I, I'm, I just really want him to to have a good first game and really build some momentum, stack some good games, and um, you know if, if that's the case, then this secondary again. We I mean we talk about it every episode, but this secondary is going to be wildly good again. So, you know he's he's maybe a question mark right now. I think Patrick Queen settling in and his first career game, I guess like a semi question mark. Um, this defense is going to be good. Either way, uh, and, and, you know, I think they just really have to focus on these outside runs and, and don't let Nick Chubb get going and, and Kareem Hunt get going, and, uh, you know, they'll be, they'll be well off. So, I mean, special teams, I guess, is our last thing to, to touch on. I don't, I don't know if you want to talk about them, the, you know, the coaching matchup or anything like that uh, before we get into a prediction and then talk about the rest of the season.
1: Well, I mean, outside, I mean, look, I can, I think we can both agree. We don't have to say much about the Wolfpack. Thank God they're back for another year of hopefully uh, great football from all three of them. Um, you know, I, the big question mark, of course, is going to be who's returning punts and kicks. You know, I mm-hmm. hope we're going to see a lot of the rookies. I would love to say DeVernay. I'd love to see DeVerne be our kick returner and Prochet be our punt returner. Um, You know, we'll just see. We'll see how it works. Um, I, at this point, I think I'd prefer to not see Hollywood in a return role, unless it was kind of just an electrifying thing like we would occasionally do with Ed Reed. Um, But you know, I mean, I'm not, I'm not totally against it either. You know, so, so we'll see. But I definitely hope it's the rookies. How about you?
0: Yeah, I I agree. I would rather not uh, have Hollywood in a return kind of situation. I think he's a little bit too uh valuable to the offense um i agree i think proche is probably the best guy for punt returns from what i've read you know he's been really solid catching the ball and with this offense sometimes that's all you need is to just maintain possession uh the kicker turns we'll see i mean uh, we'll see what justice hill's health is like um we'll see if it's duverne because he does have the experience from texas um yeah it, it'll be interesting. We saw Willie sneed take some some kickoffs last year, so I, I i again that's that's a spot in which I don't really know what the answer is right now, but i I think I feel comfortable in the options that are available and I think the biggest question mark with the wolf pack for this year is if they let Derek wolf in um, i you know I think that's that's the biggest question for them and I think he's got a pretty decent case about being the fourth one there.
1: He does. I think you're right about that.
0: They have to figure out like the
1: Wolfpack package of some sort where they bring in Derek Wolf as like the extra blocker or something on a a field goal team just to make it work. But uh, that's an interesting point.
0: Interesting. Yeah, that's that's the biggest question for them. The other big question is like how far can Justin Tucker make a field goal from this year? Uh, and I think he's going to get over 60 at some point. I don't know how or when Ooh. that's going to happen, but he's going to hit us at least a 61 yarder Do we play, um,
1: play the
0: Broncos? You know, I, did, I not... did pull up the schedule here. Uh, we don't play Denver, I didn't think so, but we're at Indianapolis at some point. Okay, kicking, kicking be, indoors, maybe. Be, yeah,
1: it's indoors. Um, Anywhere else that looks interesting for your
0: either thin in, air
1: or perfect uh, in position? Dallas?
0: Okay, yeah. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough. Ooh, actually, the, I like the Dallas. Yeah.
1: Cowboys. Justin Tucker, you know, returns to Texas. Yeah, I, I like think that. he's gonna have a little
0: extra juice that game. There you know? go. I like that. right. right. it. that's, that's my prediction. Jacket. I like it. Yeah, that. All right. right. That's my prediction. It's okay.
1: We have now. I have to figure out what my oddball prediction is going to be. So that's we'll make that. That's your oddball prediction if that works for you. That Justin Tucker can yeah. hit. Okay, my oddball prediction the
0: past two years is was that Hayden Hurst was going to throw a pass because of his baseball history. I oh, think I need. Right. I think I need another like strange one like that. So I'm going to keep thinking. And maybe okay, I'll have one thinking. by then.
1: Let's it. see. My, mine went last year, I believe, with Ricard scoring both a touchdown on offense and defense in the same game, which obviously you got close. Really can't happen. We did. Yeah. But obviously that's likely not going to happen since Ricard isn't going to play a ton, at least we think, yeah. a whole lot of of defense this year.
0: So let's see. What about, I'm like, catch say. a touchdown and run for a touchdown?
1: Yeah, that's what I'm trying to decide <laughs> on. I think I think J.K. Dobbins will have both a pass reception and a run over 80 yards. On the season? Uh, yeah, at some point. Okay. This, not just on the season. Well, yeah, on the season. I, that's, okay. I don't want to try to make it too crazy and make it in one. Yeah, game, the, same, but, the same game. But yeah, over the course of the season, he will have at least one 80-yard run plus, and at least one 80-yard plus reception.
0: Okay, I like it. I like it.
1: And I they like don't necessarily his... have to end in touchdowns, but I imagine they would. Right. Right.
0: That would be pretty cool. Um, okay, let's do a prediction. Let's do a prediction. Ravens host the Browns, week one. What do you got? Let's see. I'm gonna say it's a oh, closer Before, before game you, you go, want... I'll, uh, I'll give you I'm the sorry, Vegas odds here. Sure. Uh, so from what I'm seeing, the Ravens are favored by seven and a half, and the over/under is set at forty-eight and a half.
1: Hmm. Forty-eight and a half. and a half. That's interesting. Um, Actually, that's not too far from where I was going to go, but I'm thinking 34-21, Ravens.
0: Okay. My prediction was, was 31-23. So I got a one-score game. You got just about a two-score. Wait, wait, what did you say again? 34-21? 34-21. Okay. So, so you got two a two-score game. Right. Okay, so we're both taking the over and the Ravens uh, with the spread. Okay, pretty impressive. That sounds like it's going to be an impressive start to the season either way. So that is good to hear. It. Now we talked about the schedule a little bit um, with my Tucker pr- uh, prediction there, but let's let's take it through the rest of the season. Uh, you know, after the Browns, so we both have the Ravens starting one and zero. Um, I don't know if you want to roll through a game by game. Maybe let's do that, and I'll, and I'll, I'll just call them out. Uh, week two, we go at the Houston Texans. Um, I, that was one I decided was a loss. Now, I, I'm
1: going to tell you this before we before we go through this. I'll preface this to our listeners. I, I went through this, and, and honestly, I came up with another 14-2 and two season, which <laughs> I think is crazy in my mind. So I'm 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 dialing it back, big deal, down to twelve and four. That's my you know, but we'll go through. I'm probably gonna still come up with fourteen and two, but my you know, my real prediction here is twelve and four. So anyway, I think I think the Texans is a one.
0: Okay. At home. At, no, right? at Houston. At, I'm
1: sorry, at Houston. I mean at
0: their home. I think we win this game. I think the, the Texans are their roster is kind of strange this year. And even though they have Deshaun Watson, we got after Watson pretty good last year. No DeAndre Hopkins anymore. Brandon Cooks has been a little bit banged up. I think we win. So I got him at 2-0. and oh, You got him at 1-1. One and one. Week three, we host the Chiefs on Monday Night Football. We lose to the Chiefs. I have a starting 1-2. and two. Okay. I got a loss to the Chiefs as well. I think it's going to be one of those, like, Old school Tom Brady versus Peyton Manning thing yeah, where Brady always agreed. seems to win, and then finally, you know, well, I think if we see the if we make the playoffs and we see the Chiefs in that's the playoffs, when, yep, that's when we get them. So that's going to be a tough tiebreaker to lose with the Chiefs uh, for seeding purposes because with like the new seventh seventh team making the playoffs, there's only one bye now, so that going to be a tough. Yeah, that's. that's Although, be to be tough...
1: honest with you, I don't know if I want the buy.
0: Oh yeah, after after what happened last year.
1: Let's be real. I don't know if I love the buy.
0: I mean, as much as we needed it,
1: it also kind of killed the team in some respects. Yeah. I mean, now I know a lot of it had to do with Ingram being hurt. I mean, in the end, but I I really don't think the buy helped us.
0: Yeah, that, that's possible. Maybe killed a little momentum or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I got the ra- after three weeks, I got the Ravens at two and one. You got them at one and one two. And then two. we go down to to Landover to play the Washington we- football so, team.
1: So let's, let's let's be real. I just said I have a starting.
0: <laughs> have oh, so a- you got it real 13, <laughs> so 13 I- in <laughs> a row. Out,
1: <laughs> when I went through there, I mean, let's talk it out. Let's see if I uh, let's see if I change my mind. But okay, so at. At the
0: Washington football team,
1: yeah, we we beat the Washington team.
0: I think, yeah, I think we get after them pretty good. Week five, we host the Cincinnati Bengals. We Number beat the Bengals. Yes, yeah, I think agree. we. Beat. So I got them. I got them four and one, and you finally have them getting over five hundred there at three and two. Uh, week six, we go to the Philadelphia Eagles.
1: We beat the Eagles.
0: Okay, I think we lose that game. So I got. What do I have here? What did I just say? I got four and two. You got four and two. And then we come back week seven and host the Steelers. I think we beat the Steelers at home. We beat the Steelers. Okay. So we both got five and two going into the bye. Right? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. So then we get the bye week eight. Week nine, we go to Indianapolis to play the Colts. We beat Indy. Okay, I think we might lose to Indy. I think Indianapolis is good this year. Really? I think they're gonna be. I think they're gonna. Be, they were good last year, and then uh, they kind of fell apart in the second half. They were like six and two to start the year. I know, and now they added Philip Rivers. You know, he's maybe not the mm. Philip Rivers of of old, but.
1: I yeah, think he we'll like
0: a that. little bit of steady quarterback play in there. He's one of those looking... teams
1: until I see them actually play, I don't have a whole lot of faith in them until. I mean, he, they're one of those teams, like if we had seen them in the preseason, I might feel differently about them than I feel
0: right now, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah, that does. I, I like Frank Reich as a coach. Oh, Maryland absolutely. I, I really like uh, I Frank think... Reich, actually. He's great. Yeah, he's... I, I think they're going to have a solid team this year. So I, going, going on the road, Indianapolis always seems to give us a tough time, too. I don't know if that's just me. But, uh, yeah, I think going to Indianapolis, we lose. So now I have lost track of what the record was that I had for the Ravens. But Week 10, we go to New England, and I think we win that game. I think we also beat New England. Okay, so now I need to count again. So I had a loss to the Chiefs, Eagles, and Colts. So we're at. I think I have we were, seven and three, and you have eight and two. Okay. Did I did I say another loss in there or no? No, that that worked. I think. Okay. You're totally right. We're only one game apart right now. Okay. Then we host the Tennessee Titans again, and I I think that's a win. I think we spank the Titans this time. Yeah, agreed. Okay. That's so, a, that's a statement game for our defense. hmm For sure. Uh. Then week twelve, we go to the Pittsburgh Steelers. I I normally split
1: when we when we mm-hmm. play the Steelers every year, but too often we only play Ben Roethlisberger now once a year, if at all. <laughs> yeah, and I'm serious, and I so yeah. I don't think Roethlisberger plays, and I think we beat the Steelers a second time.
0: Okay. Uh man. I think this is a loss just because they always give us a tough time in Pittsburgh. Yeah. I think, and I think he, in last year, game the first mm-hmm. game against the Steelers, then we do the second game. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. So I think that's four loss. I got them at eight and four. You got to think of Ravens at nine and three. Uh, okay. So the, the Cowboys no, game, I made two. Um, I've only, no, that was, that was, that was week losses. 12. Okay. So then you got them at 10 and 10 and two. I'm at eight and four. Now week thirteen, I made a mistake. The Cowboys are coming to Baltimore.
1: Oh, okay.
0: And this so is it's this gonna is going to have to be Indy. So It's going to have to
1: be Indy. That that uh yeah Tucker yeah. makes the kick.
0: Yeah. Oh man, pressure's on that game. And this is the Thursday after Thanksgiving. So what are we playing the the Steelers? Thursday on Thanksgiving? after is that Thanksgiving, right? or it's not? Yeah, or is it it Thanksgiving. Like Thanksgiving is so the Cowboys is, the is December third. The okay. Steelers is November twenty sixth. I want to say that's Thanksgiving. Mm, one, two, three, four. Yeah. I mean, so we got the we Steelers had Steelers. In, in front of us. I know. Had calendars. We got the Steelers in Pittsburgh on Thanksgiving. Yeah.
1: Okay. So we do play Thanksgiving. Confirmed. Yeah. And then we play the following Thursday
0: against the Cowboys. And then we play Actually, Thursday okay with that. Yeah. And then we get a like a little mini buy there. Yeah, and we play Monday night. So, all right, Cowboys. I have us beating the Cowboys. Okay, me too. Especially in, now that I know that it's in Baltimore. That maybe that's something else we can talk about. What like? Am I still putting too much emphasis on home field? I don't know. I
1: I don't know. If, you know, this is the season where we're, we're really going to find out if if home field I think matters.
0: Yeah, know. You know, or if,
1: if what I mean if the crowd matters. Yeah. Because, you know, I think I think in baseball you're seeing it. I, mm-hmm. I guarantee you the Orioles are better this year because no one's in the stadium.
0: Yeah. And I
1: don't mean that as a disparity to the players on the Orioles. I just mean that, look, they've got younger developing players who don't have the pressure of fifteen to 30,000 people in the stadium. So Watch screaming what doing. profanity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I I think there has to be a calming effect of some sort. Now, look, it's 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 easy to have that calm until the the ball gets hyped and you get smacked in the mouth. But you know, so it's a little bit different in football. Um, mm-hmm. But I I think you know certainly late in the game, not having the home crowd fired up. You know, and screaming while the the other team's offense is on the field. I mean that that's gonna take its toll, I think.
0: Yeah, I agree for sure. That's gonna be tough. Yeah, that's gonna be a, a tough adjustment not for some guys take its too, toll, if, as it were. But but anyway. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, um, so then we both have wins against the Cowboys, and then we go at at the Browns Monday Night Football,
1: and we beat the Browns.
0: I think we beat them again. Then we get the Jacksonville Jaguars, week 15 uh, in Baltimore.
1: And we beat the Jags, and then we, I
0: guess we beat the Bengals, right? Is that our last Yeah, game? and then the Gi- Giants, and then the Bengals. I think we yeah, win both of right, those games, too.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, so it's you crazy have, to say that. So what you've got them at, at 12 and 13 four. and 3, and I'm at 14 and 2.
0: Yeah, I got 12 and 4. You got 14 and 2. Oh, you two. got 12 and 4. Sorry. Yeah, so I had which, losses which, to the honestly, Chiefs. The,
1: the reality of uh, and the reality as I say this is so crazy, but you know, I, I really think we're gonna we're more of a twelve and fourteen, but this as we said before, we're freaking stacked. I mean, we could win we could win every game.
0: Yeah. yeah, is it? yeah I mean this it's it's yeah. a team that has a it's, chance. I mean yeah.
1: Well, we're not gonna make that one. You know, they're always said well, like you used to go, Oh, New England, that's
0: probably a loss or mm-hmm. well, you
1: have to split with the Steelers. You know, and you're hoping to split with the Steelers, mind you, some years. So uh, that's not the case anymore. uh, No, it it, it could be it could be another exciting
0: year for us. And, you know,
1: hopefully many more years to come.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think 12 and four generally is good enough for that one seed. Um, Yeah. You know, and you're saying that, you know, it might even be better to get the two seed this year. And you know, twelve and four will definitely be you know, right in contention for that as well.
1: Oh, touchdown, Kansas City! The the first touchdown of the season has been scored. The six-play, sixty-five-yard drive for the Chiefs. Is that Michael Hardman, number
0: eleven for the Chiefs? Let me see here. Yeah, yeah, I think that is Hardman. Oh no, it's Robinson. Oh, oh yeah, All right. Hardman seventeen, I believe. But yeah, wow, that's good. Yeah, of course not. Sammy Watkins, who's on my fantasy team. But what
1: are you gonna do? Oh well, right. Oh well. Oh well. What are you gonna do? All right. All right. Well, back to the Ravens. Back to the Ravens. So we both have them having a, a ridiculously fantastic year with eight thousand Pro Bowlers and record-setting offense and defense. And uh, yeah, we got we got the backups making the Pro Bowl. Yeah, absolutely. Um, oh, it may not. Oh, that might not be a touchdown. He may have uh, dropped it in the end zone. We'll see. Uh, we'll see if they challenge it. Could be interesting. Looks like they're gonna review. Yep. Anyhow, no one cares about that that's listening to this podcast except <laughs> those that want to see uh, Andy Reid and a plastic face mask. But I can't wait to go watch the game yeah, and see that. Yeah, it's all up. It's like really pretty exciting stuff. But yeah, uh, but anyhow, so it. what else do we have to
0: talk about here? I don't think there's anything else, man. We talked about week one. We talked about the the prediction for the season. You know, obviously, I have the Ravens winning the Super Bowl this year. Um, I think they beat the I think the mm, maybe the cowboys making the the Super Bowl and we beat them.
1: I'm okay with that. I like beating the cowboys, so i'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. agree with that. We'll beat the Cowboys just like we do in the regular season, and yes. uh, and we can say,
0: how about them Ravens? How about them Ravens? All right, Holly. If you don't have anything to add, you want to sign us off?
1: No, I think that's it. You know, 2020 has been a shitty, shitty year, folks. And I know I'm cussing as I take us out, but I don't really care because that's been 2020. But we are finally here. It is finally opening weekend of the NFL. So say it with me. Say it loud. Say it proud. Go Ravens. Go Ravens.